Hi, my name is John Paul. I'm the president of the New England Motor Press Association and AAA's car doctor. And with us is Lance Smith. He is the president of Vermont Sports Car. Lance, good day and welcome to this video. Uh, first off, tell us a little bit about you and Vermont Sports Car. Uh, good morning. Well, um, Vermont Sports Car is a company I started 34 years ago. We started doing sports car restorations. That is my background, working with exotic cars and very nice older cars. And my passion uh, has always been rallying. And over the course of, of the first 10 years, I took the car, the, the company from doing restorations uh, to a sole focus on rallying and motorsports in America. And, uh, you know, this is where I, I, I got to it. Um, after 35 years, I'm happy to say uh, we've had a very good run at it. We're involved heavily in, in rally and rally cross in North America. And it's been uh, a pretty enjoyable ride. I, I've been uh, um, completely uh, blown away by our, by our relationship with Subaru of America. 20 years we'll be with them full time. So it's pretty spectacular state of rallying, you know, to do something like that. And, you know, you take some of the Subaru cars and turn them into kind of rally monster cars, I guess, is a way to think about it. You, uh, you do some, uh, some interesting trickery when it comes to uh, <laughs> what, what you're able to do, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we've been working with the cars for quite a long time. We've had many different specs of cars and role changes over the years. But yes, our job is, is currently uh, we modify them um, to two different sets of rules for depending on the sport that we're doing. And we try to get the most out of the vehicle uh, to be competitive. But yes, th this is a serious engineering effort here. Uh, we have 70 employees now and uh, we design and build our cars from scratch. And particularly, particularly over the last uh, five years, we've designed and built the engine from scratch. So we, we use a billet block and cast cylinder heads of our own, our own specific design for these sports, yes. Now uh, is developing these cars a little bit like, um, I remember talking to a, a crew chief from NASCAR and it's sort of like, well, if it's, if it's, in, if it's not in the rules, it must be legal. Can you take some, is there some gray areas in the rule books that you can, as a, as a uh, engine designer, uh, that you can maybe uh, bend the rules a little bit to your advantage? Yeah, it, it just, it's all, a, it's all interpretation. And that's with every form of motorsports. And for sure, our engineers study it at, at great length. What can they do? What can they not do? And um yeah, we try to get the most out of it. We, we work with the rule book every single day trying to come up with something that somebody else didn't do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, it, uh, absolutely. It seems like all of the best performers, now whether it's, you know, racing or, you know, football or baseball, they're the ones that really look into the rules to be able to say, oh, we can do this. And somebody didn't think of that. Does any of the work that you do end up in mainstream Subaru cars? Well, I, I can tell you, you know, recently, not, not in the last two years, but prior to that, we had engineers based from Japan here in the building with us for, for a number of years. 
And uh, there was a lot of information sharing back and forth. But when it gets to the manufacturer level, I can't tell you what goes in there. Um, a lot of our, our cars start out as a, as a basic chassis from Subaru, a car from Subaru, and then we alter it drastically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, definitely some of our information goes back and forth. Uh, I have been, uh, over the years, I've been invited to uh, test drive prototype cars in Japan. And that was very educational. And we talked about normal road cars and, you know, how, you know, in one situation, the initial turning of a car that uh, there was changes made, it felt much more like a, a motorsports car, you know, and they, they achieved to make that happen. It was really good. So there's some that goes back. I, I just I just look at the giant spoiler on the back of a WRX STI and I'm like, oh, you guys must have thought of that. So, uh, no, I'd love to take credit for that, but no, the the latest version we thought of. But the, uh, I think all of that stuff, you know, goes back to I believe Dan Gurney, right? He's yeah, the one that exactly. created the flip on the back, so everybody went after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And. Uh, and you have some you have some pretty well known drivers that drive your cars as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. One one of our uh, key drivers and lead drivers for a number of years here has been Travis Pastrana, and I think it was uh, I don't know the year, almost twenty years ago. Uh, with him, uh, we did a we did a rally school, and uh, we gave him a school. He wanted to be involved with with rallying and just test it out. And uh, a true story, David Higgins, another very talented driver that has been with us a long time. He was the instructor. And uh, at that time, we were a private team with no funding, no sponsorship. And uh, David Higgins got out of the rally car with Travis. And he said to me on the side, he said, Lance, I'm going to tell you, if you're going to spend your own money on a driver, spend it on him. The kid can drive. And that, that's from an international champion, you know, right. won several national series. And you just, this is a family here. We, we, we have worked for uh, a, a large number of years and our work and in, in our, what we do is driven by passion, okay? We love the sport. We love the outdoors. We, we like all that. And we work as a team. And only because of the team have we gotten here. So when you have a very professional driver like David Higgins who wants to drive and wants to see you say, oh, wait a minute, yeah. take that guy. Who does that? Yeah, yeah, no. And that's the type of folks we surround ourselves with, from the technicians to the executive management at Subaru. That's that's how we are. It's amazing. Uh, that's, that's amazing. And you know, right now we're starting to see a lot of interest in electric vehicles on the consumer side, but you guys are building electric rally cars, right? Yes, uh, currently rally cross cars. Okay. So uh, we do two forms of sport. We do rally, which is in the forest and on gravel roads, and we do rally cross, which is a, a stadium or racetrack based uh, program. And both of those are, are internal combustion engines. Uh, for Subaru of America. Uh, last year, we were a champion in both sports, so we have been successful. This year, in, in Nitro Rallycross, they've introduced a new class, which is the EV class. So um, every team this year, you have to buy a car. It's a spec car. So it, it's a very clever approach to, to, to inter introducing uh, normal motorsports teams to EV. 
So uh, we all buy the same car. The specification is fixed. You're allowed to adjust uh, suspension and air pressures and, and small items this year. Mm -hmm. And then there will be an evolution of change over the next few years where they open it up for our own engineers and our own designs. So this year, uh, the cars are absolutely the same. So if you can imagine uh, a mechanical car, uh, you know, with an internal combustion engine and, and every engine in the world is different, even if you build them exactly the same. One's got two horsepower motors, one's got one. Well, on the EV side, if they set it at, you know, 625 horsepower, that's all you're going to get. And they can prove it, you know? Yeah. So it's really interesting. I bought two cars. Uh, Vermont Sports Car has bought in two cars, and, and they are for Travis Pastrana and Connor Martell. And uh, both are champions in their own right, and uh, we're going to go after it and see how we do. So that's, that's exciting. Ten-round series, four of which are in Europe, and uh, it's, it's a major endeavor for us. It's really good. Now, I mean, you're an internal combustion guy. You, you like things that explode and make noise and burn gas. Did you, did you ever think that you would start to get excited about cars that are essentially silent? Never in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm a, you know, I like history as well. And so I go back and, I, and I'm looking at these cars that were electric cars almost 100 years ago. And people were trying different things. So, so this idea is not new, but the functionality and the way it works and it actually does the job, that's completely new. Yeah. So um, I have to say, I just came, this has been ongoing for about a year to get these cars going. So I just came from Barcelona 10 days ago from the initial test of receiving our car. They have been testing for months, but I wasn't there. So our car got delivered to, to uh, Catalonia to the racetrack and we went for a test and I actually drove with one of the drivers in the car and it was startling. I have not felt that in many years. I, I can tell you, it, it, it's shocking. The acceleration rate, amazing. So it's something completely new. I can't wait for people to see it. So, so do you think the instant torque that electric motors make uh, is going to make the type of racing you do even that much more exciting? Oh, yes. So, so with Rallycross, this, this is what's so amazing. I think that the, the timing of this sport, you know, com coming to international sport, motorsports and specifically the USA, um, the, the cars coming, Rallycross coming, EV is uniquely uh, fit for rallycross so the races are short they're a sprint type race there's a lot of action they're jumping through the air so when these cars come out of a corner and they only have another you know uh, 150 yards to, to you know get going before they have to crush the major hill this is the car it was amazing so i i think we're going to see a complete new level of excitement in motorsports with this ev stuff uh, I wouldn't be prepared to take it on a rally stage, you know, the battery and how long it lasts. That's not there today, but it will get there. It, this is how we're learning. So it, 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 it's going to happen. But, it's but yeah, I can't wait. I think it's pretty. Uh, yeah. It, sound, it sounds like some of these electric race cars could be perfect Pikes Peak climbing cars or something where, you know, uh, where it's, uh, it's, it's all torque and, and 
performance for a shorter period. Yes. And, and, you know, Volkswagen did it a number of years ago at Pikes Peak and it was astounding what they did. The, the world, uh, had to take pause there and look at that. Yeah. We, we hold the record at Mount Washington, you know, and it's yeah. been an ICE car and, and, um, we think at lower altitudes, it would be a challenge for an EV car to, to beat that type of a car. Yeah. Um, but but it will come. Yep. I think they will be very competitive. I don't want to race one against the other. That's our last run up. I don't know if you saw it. The last run up of Travis up Mount Washington was definitely on the edge, maybe a little bit beyond. Uh, that that's a crazy road. So, yeah, uh, he did a spectacular job. So, uh, in a lot of cases, people think. In a lot of cases, people think that it's. Um, what happens with some electric cars is, you know, it's like, well, you know, we're not ready for them. They're not going to do everything we need, we need them to do. Uh, but in fact, you know, it's steps like this that really prove that electric cars are the future, right? I mean, I believe it. it there, there's so much incentive, you know, uh, either from the environment or from the government or, or current trends. We have to look at this very seriously. And the position of my company was, um, you know, we could sit still with ICE. We're very good at it. We're in, a, you know, a good position in motorsports and we could quietly just keep going or we could we could try to learn something new. We're taking a little bit of a risk. We're certainly investing some real money, uh, but be prepared for the next step. You know, when, when, um, when I built this building, um, there's, an, there's an awful lot of electric capacity in the building and there's 600 solar panels on the roof. We have a conscience. Right. That we're trying. You know, we're going to do the best that we can and this is just part of it. I do think that the, the the shift will come in EV uh, when we can charge the batteries as quickly as you can fuel your car at the pump. And I don't believe that to be too far away. I mean, it's years yeah. away, yeah. but in the grand scheme of things, not too far. Once you can do that, I think that you'll see a, a global shift of acceptance. Uh, certainly the range is coming up, the performance is there. You know, there's a lot of, things are ticking on the box for the normal consumer. You know, our, our job here, like I said, it, it's driven by passion. Um, we've been able to uh, create excitement for the, the brand and the model, you know, Subaru and the WRX for a, a number of years. And I, I can, it, I'm kind of an open book. I can tell you when I got out of that EV car, I was shocked. It's not going to be very hard for me to explain this. It's pretty awesome. You know, when we get to the track and people get there, these these two cars we bought, they actually have passenger seats. They won't race with the passengers, mm. but press rides, like for somebody like yourself, it's already done. We're ready. Yeah. It's just shocking. You know, you get in there, you'll it'll change your life. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it is pretty amazing. Hey, if people want to find out more information about Vermont sports cars, uh, what's your website? My website is vtcar.com. Lance, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your day and joining us here for this NEMPA chat. Okay. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. You as well. We'll see you.